sometimes we hear and really that and he really hear. God has to help us to hear. And uh, he has to give us that grace. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Happy Mother's Day again. My wife already started talking about the power that you mothers, women, have with regards to your family, to the kingdom of God. It's so important. It's an amazing thing in the New Testament. We knew we know that Jesus was uh, supported by people, but when the scripture recorded, he mentioned the women, that the women supported his ministry, and so women have been very active with regards to the kingdom of God. Today, I want to talk in, in light of what we've been discussing here, or talking about here. Uh, in this continuing in the same theme, the hidden kingdom. But today I title it Kingdom Mothers. Kingdom Mothers. You know, in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1, it says, The wise woman builds his house, her house. The wise woman builds her house. Let me let you know if you are born again. As a woman, you have the wisdom of God. That's what Solomon, I mean, uh, Paul tells us. Christ has become the wisdom of God to us. And so you're wise. And you have that power to build your house. Jesus said, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. And a house that is divided against itself will not stand. Stand. So God likens your house to the kingdom. Your house is the kingdom of God that God is presented to you. And God says a woman has the power, wisdom to build her house. You can actually build a great house. If you're not married and you're looking to be married and you know God, tell yourself, I'm going to build a great house. Amen? Because I have the wisdom of God. He's there with you. I found something in Scripture that God opened my eyes to to share with you this morning. Let me ask you this. Who named the t- 12 tribes of Israel? The 12 tribes of Israel. The children of Jacob. All of them named by their mothers except one. All of them. They were named by their mothers. Basically, Leah. And Rachel, they named them. Now, Rachel, when she was dying, she named the son, Benoni. She says, son of my sorrow. The father said, no, no. That was the only time the father came in. Because it didn't match his son. 
But you know, they named every one of those children, Judah, all of them, Issachar, Diane, their mothers named them. And God took names given by their mothers to form the nation of Israel. You can build your house. You have that power. God has given you that power. I'm not saying fathers can't name, but <laughs> their, their children, uh, they can also. But then you look, when Jesus came, guess what? Who first knew the name of the son? Mary. Mary knew what name to give. That's the Savior of the world. God has given you such power. You see, there is something about motherhood that Satan hates. He hates it. And you can tell, there are women all around this world that are crying. They just want to have a child, right? Guess who is against it? The enemy. Because Jesus went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. It's not God that's doing it. The devil doesn't like it. And I see when a child is born, especially when you have a child, please let me speak to you this morning. If you have a child that is troubled and things are going on in the child's life, that, especially when Satan trying to kill them with whatever thing there is that he's trying to attack them with, please understand, uh, if he's trying to kill them, he's seeing something. He's seeing the destiny in that child. And if you understand it and you go to God in prayer, something can, whatever the enemy sees, can turn. And I've studied great ministers. Many of them sit and try to kill when they were young. But their mothers prayed. Amen? The fathers also. They prayed. Ora Roberts, Paul Young, too. All of this. My wife has already shared with you. What comes out of your mouth upon your child is important. Rachel named them. You know, he named Judah praise. And guess what Judah became? He was the praise. He lived what his name was. What you speak over your children are so important that you must stay with it. And let God guide you. From the very beginning, I want to go back to the beginning just to tell you some things. The power of a woman when it comes to a mother. How you can change destinies. When a mother gets hold of God and prays to God for their children. How God can come through and do a great work. Go back to the beginning and see what's going on so God can open our eyes so we can see by revelation. Because through revelation we, be, we have faith. At the very beginning, God created you know, Adam and Eve. God gave commandment to Adam. And I'm sure he passed the commandment over to the wife. And he says in the scripture that Satan actually was more subtle than the rest of the beasts and watched the woman and noticed something. 
He got her when she was away from her husband. Separated, probably standing close to the tree. Now Proverbs 14 verse 15 says, Walk by, don't even look, pass by it. (laughs) Solitude is a serious thing. There are many temptations. that become greater because of solitude. Temptation stronger when you are alone. Notice that? There is a tendency. Satan finds you alone. And that's why young people, adults, fellowship strengthens you. When you are alone, Satan can really sidetrack you. You need to be where your brothers are. You are stronger in fellowship. When you are around your brothers and sisters, solitude, you expose yourself to the tree. You're standing so close. Satan knows. That's why there should always be unity in the home. Unity between the husband. And no, you don't have to go to the same place every, every time. But be united in your minds. And then Satan cannot come into your home. Because there is a fortress there. Agree. Be, the, the scripture says, if two shall agree concerning anything that they want done, it will be done by my Father in heaven. When you are having your little thing and one is over the other way and the other one, and you think you're right, the other one thinks you're right, the door is open. Solitude. The guy sits on his own. Now he can't talk to his wife. All kinds of imaginations going on. And Satan ministering to them. Telling them, that woman, she's crazy. <laughs> you need to separate yourself from her. I'm telling you. But it's a lie. She's the best thing that happened to you. Amen. You may not think so. That's because you're blind. When God opens your eyes, there's a scripture. He who finds a wife, finds a good thing, and guess what? Obtains favor from the Lord. You know why? There's going to be children, and you're going to have favor. And so if you're blind, you think she's your problem. No, you are more problem to yourself than you think. But be united. Call down the level, and I've said it here, of rancor in the home. The Holy Spirit is a peaceful spirit. He loves peace. He is the Prince of Peace, if you will have it. And when there is peace, the Bible says, in the presence of the Lord, there's pleasures forever, right? When God is present, there is peace. And so you want God, you have to be united. But you know, Eve was separated from, from the husband alone, even perfect at that point. It's still Satan still got through. So we work as unity. You make a covenant at your home. This is the way it's going to be. You heard me say this before. You know, after a while, 
we, we, I told myself, we don't fight about live all of these things. There are times we disagree with different, but I'm not going anywhere. This is my home. This is my home. I'll make the best of it. I don't want any other woman. This is the one. I made my choice. I'm staying with it till the very end. And she's going to be the best of mothers to my children. Amen. And because I believe that. She is. She has to be. You trust in her. And, and, and because God has the potential in there. There's power in there. For motherhood. And I told myself I'm staying in this home. No matter what. And then we decided no rancor. Bring the level of peace down in the home. And once we started doing that. God started blessing. Can I hear an amen? Don't look at me like that. God started pouring out his blessing upon us. We need to understand that. But what I want to bring out this morning again, based on what I was saying, notice what happened here. When God finally came into, come in, got in the scene and talked to them about what had happened, and Eve says, the devil beguiled me. You know that scripture, right? And God started addressing the devil, right? And he said, I will put enmity between the man and the devil. Was that what he said? No. Between the woman and the devil. And then guess what? Between her seed... And your seed. Between her seed and your seed. And then he said, and please understand, that's a redemptive verse. That's Jesus coming into the world. And yet God had said nothing to the man but the woman. Because Satan taught to separate through the woman. Right? And God now comes through the woman. You know, there's a scripture that Jesus said, everyone that came before me, they didn't come. They, if you come, they were not shepherds, good shepherds, because you got to come through the door. Jesus came through the door. A woman, everyone has to be born. Satan is the one that didn't come through the door. Find some other way in my mind. But God addressed the woman. Her seed. What I want to say to you, mothers, in your home, do everything. God said, I will put enmity. Yes, he can. Because he said so. You hate everything devil. Amen. As a woman, if you believe in Christ, you hate everything devil. You don't tolerate it in your home. And if you're still tolerating it, tell God to make that scripture a reality in your life as a mother. Because when you don't tolerate it, guess what? Your kids will not tolerate it. I will put enmity between you and the woman and her seed and your seed. God is able to do that. And that's true redemption. And a seed will bruise your head. You bruise the heel. That was the fulfillment, uh, that, the scripture that Jesus fulfilled. But I see redemption in that. For a woman. I see redemption in that. 
Even if your children are not following God and you are saved and you want them saved, there is a redemption in that. God can walk through you. God can walk through you. The key is seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Sometimes uh, some scriptures come to me and I had to rethink about them. You know the story of uh, Rebecca in Genesis. Uh, Rebecca was the wife of Isaac and um, she got pregnant and gave birth to two children. Twins. We got one in this house. <laughs> Twins. Jacob and Esau. And I've always wondered why did Rebecca treat Esau the way she did. Have you thought about that? She kind of cunningly stole his blessing. You read the scripture. Jacob said, I'm going to bless, I mean, uh, Isaac said, I'm going to bless Esau. So Esau, do this and this. And he says, it, first, it tells us in, in the book that Esau was loved by his father, Isaac, and Jacob was hated. But then, when it came to the time to pass on the blessing, he usually should go to the first son. And the woman says, no. And, and she went with her son, Jacob. And Jacob says, you want to send me to my father for a blessing? He will recognize my voice. And he'll curse me. She says, if he curses you, let the curse be upon me. And she was doing this. To take away the blessing from my own son. Why? And she's a godly woman. You want to know why? So I'm glad you're asking, okay? <laughs> you see, I'm going to read this scripture here in Genesis 26, uh, 25, verse 21. Now Isaac pleaded. With the Lord for his wife. Because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea. And Rebecca his wife conceived. But the children struggled together with her. And she said. If all is well. Why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her. Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other. And the older shall serve the younger. Well, she believed it. Right? She believed it. And she didn't care what the first son thought. She was going to make sure the husband wasn't there when this was spoken. But she believed it. And she followed through. I'm not going to let him bless the first son. Because that's not what I heard from God. Amen. That's not what I heard from God. And God cannot lie. 
Everything that God started to do with Abraham will be destroyed if this is reversed. Because I've heard from God that that one will be the one that will be called after Abraham. So she did what she had to do. Point is, when you know the will of God, mothers, go for it. Let nothing hold you back. Because it will be blessed. Let nothing hold you back. Find out what it is God has for your family. Amen? And go after it. And God will bless it. God will bless it. Seek first the kingdom of God. Right? And His righteousness. That's what she did. That's what she did. And gained the nation. Jacob, Israel. Amen? Now we have this nation. You can build your house by following through with God, what God has spoken to you in the word. Not just to Rebecca, but what is God saying about you? You can do a great work. Many times we think, we think less of ourselves than God thinks of us. You, as a mother, can change the world. You can. By what you speak and what you do, what your children see in you. You don't have to be uh, a natural mother to have influence in the kingdom of God. Amen. You don't have to be. But you can take that mantle of motherhood and do a great work for God. I'm talking this morning about kingdom women or kingdom mothers. And as I was studying, I realized we're not told anywhere that that Esther had any child. Have you read about that? Esther had no children. We don't, I don't know if, if she had, the Bible didn't say. But Esther was a mother in Israel. Esther took on the burden of the nation of Israel. They were like her children. And she protected them. You know how she did it? With her own life. With her own life. They were about to be slaughtered. They were about to be slaughtered. Every one of them. The children of Israel. The nation was going to disappear. So to speak. And Mordecai said to Esther, talk to the king. But the law was, if you go into the presence of the king, uninvited, you lose your life. No one has ever done this. So she said, you know the law. I can't do this. And, and, and Mordecai said to her, if you don't do this for your people, your children, if you will have it, if you don't do this, then God's going to bring deliverance through somebody else. She said, I'll do it. I don't want anybody else to do it. Don't pass the buck. Amen. It's your responsibility. It's me, O oh Lord, standing in the place of prayer. I need to pray. But she said, 
pray for me. Esther 4 verse 16. Go, she said, gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My mate and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. By so doing, she saved the whole people, including our whole life. When you see your child not living the way you think they should live, it's time to hit your knees. It's time to fast. It's time to pray. Call out their names to the Lord. And God will change things. No, I've come to believe if you pray to God, He answers. I can change anything that I want change in prayer. Especially as a mother, you bore them in your womb, right? When you cry out to God, He'll hear you. Just like you heard Esther. When things are difficult, Call on God. If it's necessary, fast. Angel and I, we've not seen that. When things are really tough, if we think something is happening to our child or something, we know I've seen Angel herself. For when things are going on, she just no food. I can't even persuade her to eat. And she's calling out on God. And we've seen deliverance. We've seen deliverance. We've seen God work for us. Sometimes in a situation that seems you don't know how this is going to go because you don't have any control. But God comes through. When you cry out as a mother. But remember, you as a mother cannot allow the enemy in and then cry out... (laughs) When the result is out there before you. First, you must separate yourself. And then you cry out to God. But I do firmly believe for all of our children here. I pray for our children here all the time. Because it's important to me. And God will bless them. You can be a mother in Israel. Amen. This is the Israel of God. Pray for the children of our church. Pray for your own children. Cry out to God. If need be, fast. Maybe a day. These days nobody talks about fasting anymore. Maybe a meal. Cry out to God and God will answer from heaven. And I believe we have such wonderful women here, such wonderful mothers here at the Ark Fellowship I know you're praying and God is answering. Amen? It's not just my wife praying. All of us are praying. And we will get answers. Because we are kingdom women. Kingdom mothers. God's with us. He's doing his work with us. Um, 
Let me say this. It's a uh, scripture of 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And that's not only for the mothers, but for every one of us. I guess I better read that scripture. He says this. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. And the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise your children will be unclean. But now are they holy. Who says they are holy? God says they are holy. And they are sanctified because of your faith. Because of your faith. That's why I'm emphasizing prayer. Uh, uh, what's the name of this man? Uh, Nova Hayes. He says, you young man, young woman, you're doing your own thing. And, and you're running around doing all the crazy stuff. And you have a mother who will always stay on her knees. Give up. Just give up because God's coming after you. Amen. Just give up. Before you hurt yourself too bad, give up. Because you're still coming. Whether you like it or not, you're coming into the kingdom because God considers you holy. You see, just because your mother is a believer, you are holy. God, he said that, right? Uh, You want to argue with him? You want to tell him what's holy and what's not holy? And you can say, I don't think he's holy. That's my child. I know that child very well. He does this. That's your business. God says that child is holy. Can you believe God? The day you change the way you think about that child, mother, and start blessing the child. Amen. And start calling them. Just like Rebecca called the children, right? By their name. And start going with what God said. Not what you think. Hello? Not what you think. She went by what God said, right? Even though he was hurting one son, she stayed with what God had said. God said, the children are holy. And they are. If you touch a vessel that God says holy, just a cup that God says hello, uh, holy, and you mess with it, uh, you pay the price for it. So these children are holy. And as you pray for them, the power of God will come over their lives to make them what he already ordained for their lives. Holy. Amen? So don't stop praying for them. Let me say this to you. Satan hates the family. We know that. And the Bible tells us that. Take this with you today and for every mother here and you have, a, you have a, a child. I mean, sometimes your children are already grown and they are a problem. He didn't say grown children or it covers all of it. Man, that's what it says. Now listen to what God says in Isaiah 54 verse 13. All your children shall be what? Taught by the Lord. All your children, if you are a child of God, all your children shall be what? Taught by the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. 
All you have to do is believe it. That's all Jesus said. If you can only believe, all things are possible to those who believe. All things are possible to those who believe. Great shall be the peace of your children. So when something comes into my children's life that is contrary to peace, then I start reminding God. God says, remind me of my promises. So mother and father together, we start reminding God. That's unlike what you said, God. You said, great shall be the peace of my children. And I can't make it happen, but God can make it happen. Great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. For you shall not, you shall not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. Let the children see the faith that is in you. Faith of God. And finally, I notice what Paul said about Timothy. Paul says, 2 Timothy 1 verse 5 to 6, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also, that's Timothy. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. I brought this scripture to bear on the very scripture with Eve in the garden. God said, hate the devil's way and your seed will also hate the devil's way. And your children, your grandchildren, because that's the way God works in his kingdom. There are kingdom mothers here today. And if you have a child today that you believe they are not living for God, today is the day for us to unite in faith. Amen? Today is the day for us to unite in faith. God will have mercy. God will open their eyes. God will help them to see that the way of Jesus is the way of life. Would you stand up with me today? I know on Mother's Day we're always talking about relationships, father and mother. I, by the grace of God, I wanted you women to know how much power you have in your family. And you started. You started in your family. Everybody else will follow. You started. Would you lift your hands up to the Lord today? God has given you the grace and the power to call things that are not so that they become part of your family and part of your life. Father, today we celebrate in prayer before you, God, these women, mothers, mothers-to-be before you today 
God, let your grace be multiplied upon their lives in the name of Jesus. Help us to stand firm in faith, believing that your word abides forever and that your word will be fulfilled in our lives, in our homes, upon our children, that we will have the great peace that your word has spoken of. For you have sent the Prince of Peace into our homes, into our families. You have sent the King of Kings, the Lord of the universe, into our lives. We welcome you, Lord God, and we praise your name in the name of Jesus. All heads bowed. There are some of us here today, you may not have made Jesus your Lord and your Savior, but you want him in your life. All you have to do is say yes to him and God will begin to work in your life. If you're here this morning and you want Jesus to walk intimately with you, especially if you are a mother and you're struggling in whatever area, God wants to do a work in your life. If you will put your hand up, God will see those hands and something beautiful will begin today. At the count of three, would you just put hands up? One, two, three. Put your hands up. Thank you. Thank you. Father, I thank you for this that I've lifted up their hands to you today. Lord, I give you praise for their lives. Let grace pour out from your throne upon these that have acknowledged that they need you and they need you badly. Lord, fill their lives with your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your work among us today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.